here, here is where you can lay it down. Lay down all that you've carried, the weight of the world that has rounded your back, leaving you aching and exhausted. Here, here is where the healing begins, where burdens are set down for a time. And when seen alongside one another's, their magnitude might not seem quite so great. Here, here is where the doors are thrown open and the light can lift away the shadows. What was hidden can now be seen. Here, here is where you can rest, where nothing is expected, but that you bring all of who you are into the presence of the holy and into this loving community. Let's join in this hour of worship. Well, these words by Joan Javier Duval, they welcome all who have gathered on Zoom for our Sunday morning worship. Welcome to regular members of the congregation, to any friends and visitors who are with us today. Also anyone who might be listening in later via the podcast or watching on Catch Up via YouTube. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name's Jane Blackall. I've been part of this congregation for about 22 years now. I'm the ministry coordinator and also a ministry student with Unitarian College for just a little while longer. If anyone's here for the first time today, we're especially glad to have you with us. Welcome, I hope you find something of what you need this morning, a bit of consolation, maybe a bit of spiritual uplift. Please do hang around afterwards for a chat, perhaps introduce yourself, drop us an email, or you might think about coming to one of our small group gatherings during the week. They're a good way to get to know people more organically to deepen your connection to this community. And if you're a regular here, thank you for all you do to welcome all who come. We all play a part in co-creating this sacred and warm space, this sense of community. So whoever you are, however you are, know that you are welcome in this gathering, just as you are this morning. And as we always say, feel free to do what you need to do to get comfortable. It's lovely to see your faces, but it's fine to have the camera off. There'll be opportunities to join in, but you don't have to. Lurking is absolutely all right. You know how to find us if you want to say hello later on. The title of this morning's service is Time Out. And this theme was inspired, as is so often the case, by a chat we had after last week's service. Last week's topic was being bored. And after the service, one of the comments I heard was that for so many people, there is such a lot of pressure to be productive, to be always on, such a sense of oppression by the never ending to do lists. And in many cases, also real economic pressure to hold down multiple jobs just to make ends meet. For many people, there is just no chance to be bored. There's always something we feel we should be doing. And that's for people of all ages, including retired people. It doesn't seem to stop at that point. We all speak of these many projects and voluntary commitments and domestic and family and caring responsibilities. There's a lot to juggle in life. So in this morning's service of readings and music, prayer and meditation, we'll focus on the importance of taking time out. Not just in the sense of letting ourselves off the hook of the tyrannical to-do list from time to time, but also in the sense of what we heard in those opening words, taking time out to lay down the weight of the world, all the stress and aggravation and upset that seemed endless and inescapable, not just this last hard year, but for many of us over a much longer period than that. Even if we're not in a position to step away from our responsibilities entirely, let's consider this morning how we might at least disengage from our troubles just for a while and claim some much needed rest and respite for ourselves.
I'm going to light our chalice now as I do each Sunday and at other times when we gather. This is a simple ritual which connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over and it reminds us of the historic and proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part. It is okay to be tired of change and uncertainty. Okay to feel weary of resilience and wholeness and all of those opportunities for learning and growth. When you've had enough, it's okay to simply yearn for rest. It's okay to be tetchy, confused and dissatisfied and all of the other ordinary ways of being human that we are. Let this morning be a reminder that you are loved and precious. Let the solidarity of our time together soothe what is restless in you. May you be comforted in knowing that whatever you're feeling, today and other days, you are not alone. You are never alone. So let's take a moment now to sit with those joys and concerns, those expressed and unexpressed. And let's hold them and each other in a spirit of compassion and loving kindness as we move into an extended time of prayer and reflection. This prayer is partly based on words by Gretchen Thompson. And let's each do what we need to do, get into the right state of the body and mind to pray together. Maybe shift your position, maybe adopt a prayerful posture, whatever that is for you. You might want to close your eyes, bow your head. Whatever helps you get your heart in the right place so that we can be fully present with ourselves, with each other and with that larger presence which holds us all. Spirit of life, God of all love, source of our strength and infinite compassion. As we turn our attention to the depths of this life, the cosmic mystery and wisdom that abides in all that is, we tune into your holy presence within us and amongst us. And we turn to you in a spirit of hope and openness, seeking consolation. Upon the gentle altar of your care, we place as best as we are able, our sorrows and our regrets, our longing and our woundedness, our weary, aching bodies and spirits the worries that circle round and round within us, leaving our troubled minds unable to rest. If there are any among us this morning who feel overcome with fear, we pray that they receive the comfort of renewed courage. If there are any among us now who feel lost in hurt and loneliness, we pray that they receive the tender healing that comes from connection to others. 
if there are any among us now who feel trapped, imprisoned either inwardly or outwardly, we pray from our hearts for their liberation, that they may be, each in their own way, set free once again. Spirit of life, God of all love, grant us a sense of your presence in this time, your holding and your comfort. Let us know that you are with us. Let us trust that you are for us. Let us experience the mysterious and sacred power of your movement amongst us as we share this sacred time, as we share all that is most precious to our hearts. In our company this morning and every time we gather, there will be those whose hearts are freshly broken open by loss and grief, rejection and loneliness, disappointment and meaninglessness. Let us spend a few quiet moments now directing our prayers of compassion to the broken hearted. In our company this morning and every time we gather, there will be those whose hearts are full and overflowing, buoyed by the beauty of nature and culture, uplifted by family and friends. So let us spend a further quiet moment directing prayers of thanks for all that is good in our lives. In our company this morning and every time we gather, there will be those who are simply keeping on, keeping on as best they can. Their hearts a blessed, messy blend of all life's mixed emotions. So let us take a moment to ask what we each need to face life's many ups and downs. Spirit of life, God of all love, we offer up our joys and our concerns, our hopes and our fears, our beauty and our brokenness, and we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. As we look forward to the week to come, help us to live well each day and to be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice and peace. Amen.
time for us to sing together now. Our first hymn, Come and Find the Quiet Centre, sung by the Unitarian Music Society. It continues our theme. It speaks of the importance of setting aside the time and the space away from all the busyness and the demands of the daily round. Time to focus on what really matters most. The words will be up on your screen so you can sing along or you might prefer just to listen and we'll do our best to make sure you all stay muted so that no one will hear you. And after the hymn, we'll have our first reading from Harold. This is the first of two slightly longer than usual readings for today um, in lieu of a sermon. Uh, both readings today are quite impressionistic, I'd say. Um, so maybe listen to them with a contemplative ear. Uh, rest into them and see what catches you as they flow by, rather than straining too much to make it all add up. Trust that what you need to, to hear will come to you. But first, let's sing. As Jane said, these readings are a little longer than usual. And this one, for all its words, is actually trying to explain what is, in fact, um, an intuitive process. So, good luck. Rest by David White. Rest is the conversation between what we love to do and how we love to be. Rest 
is the essence of giving and receiving, an act of remembering imaginatively and intellectually, but also physiologically and physically. To rest is to give up on the already exhausted will as the prime motivator of endeavor with its endless outward need to reward itself through established goals. To rest is to give up on worrying and fretting and the sense that there is something wrong with the world unless we are there to put it right. To rest is to fall back literally or figuratively from outer targets and shift the goal not to an inner static bull's eye, an imagined state of perfect stillness, but to an inner state of natural exchange. The template of natural exchange is the breath, the autonomic giving and receiving that forms the basis and the measure of life itself. We are rested when we are a living exchange between what lies inside and what lies outside. When we are an intriguing conversation between the potential that lies in our imagination and the possibilities for making that internal image real in the world. We are rested when we let things alone and let ourselves alone to do what we do best, breathe as the body intended us to breathe, to walk as we were meant to walk, to live with the rhythm of a house and a home, giving and taking through cooking and cleaning. When we give and take in an easy foundational way, we are closest to the authentic self and closest to that self when we are most rested. To rest is not self-indulgent. To rest is to prepare to give the best of ourselves and to perhaps most importantly, arrive at a place where we are able to understand what we have already been given. In the first state of rest is the sense of stopping, of giving up on what we have been doing or how we have been being. In the second is the sense of slowly coming home, the physical journey into the body's uncoerced and unbullied self, as if trying to remember the way or even the destination itself. In the third state, is a sense of healing and self-forgiveness and of arrival. In the fourth state, deep in the primal exchange of the breath is the give and the take, the blessing and the being blessed and the ability to delight in both. The fifth stage of deep rest is a sense of absolute readiness and presence, a delight in and an anticipation of the world and all its forms, a sense of being the meeting itself between inner and outer, and that receiving and responding occur in one spontaneous movement. 
A deep experience of rest is the template of perfection in the human imagination. A perspective from which we gain that most difficult of human virtues, patience. That is, we are able to perceive the outer specific forms of our work and our relationships whilst being nourished by the shared foundational gift of the breath itself. From this perspective, we can be rested while putting together an elaborate meal for an arriving crowd, whilst climbing the highest mountain, moving a herd of sheep along a Cumbrian country lane, or sitting at home, surrounded by the chaos of a loving family. Rested, we are ready for the world, but not held hostage by it. Rested, we care again for the right things, the right people, in the right way. In rest, we re-establish the goals that make us more generous, more courageous, more of an invitation. Someone we want to remember and someone others would want to remember too. Thanks, Harold, for doing a lovely job with a difficult reading. And in fact, Harold reminded me um, before the service, these texts, the whole service text is always up online before the service. So if you ever want to follow, follow along, or if you want to go back and read that one afterwards, which probably uh, it would benefit from, uh, don't forget, if you go to the website and look under sermons, you'll be able to read everything that's in today's service. So that brings us to a time of meditation. I'm going to share some words, a poem by John O'Donoghue. These words may well be very familiar. I feel like I've heard them shared an awful lot in the last year or so, but I really think they bear repeating as they reflect the experience of many in these challenging times. It's a blessing for one who is exhausted. These words will be followed by a few minutes of shared stillness during which we'll have our chalice cam on the screen. And that silence will come to an end with some lovely music performed by Abby and Peter. So again, let's each do what we need to do to get comfortable. Maybe put your feet on the floor to ground and steady yourself. Maybe close your eyes or keep an eye on the chalice flame. As these words from John O'Donoghue take us into a time of meditation. When the rhythm of the heart becomes hectic, time takes on the strain until it breaks then all of the unattended stress falls in on the mind like an endless increasing weight. The light in the mind becomes dim. Things you could take in your stride before now become laboursome events of will. Weariness invades your spirit. Gravity begins falling inside you, dragging down every bone. The tide you never valued has gone out and you are marooned on unsure ground. Something within you has closed down and you cannot push yourself back to life. You have been forced to empty time. The desire that drove you has relinquished. There is nothing else to do now but rest and patiently learn to receive the self you have forsaken in the race of days. At first, your thinking will darken, 
sadness take over like listless weather. The flow of unwept tears will frighten you. You've travelled too fast over false ground. Now your soul has come to take you back. Take refuge in your senses. Open up to all the small miracles you rushed through. Become inclined to watch the way of rain when it falls slow and free. Imitate the habit of twilight, taking time to open the well of colour that fostered the brightness of day. Draw alongside the silence of stone until its calmness can claim you. Be excessively gentle with yourself. Stay clear of those vexed in spirit. Learn to linger around someone of ease who feels they have all the time in the world. Gradually, you will return to yourself, having learned a new respect for your heart and the joy that dwells far within slow time.
Remember the Sabbath by Wayne Muller. In the relentless busyness of modern life, we have lost the rhythm between work and rest. Our culture invariably supposes that action and accomplishment are better than rest. That doing something, anything, is better than doing nothing. Because of our desire to succeed, to meet these ever-growing expectations, we do not rest. Because we do not rest, we lose our way. We miss the pointers that would show us where to go. We miss the quiet that would give us wisdom. We miss the joy and love born of effortless delight, poisoned by this hypnotic belief that good things come only through unceasing determination and tireless effort. We can never truly rest. Even when our intentions are noble and our efforts sincere, even when we dedicate our lives to the service of others, the corrosive pressure of frantic overactivity can nonetheless cause suffering. What makes life fruitful? The attainment of wisdom? The establishment of a just and fair society? The creation of beauty? The practice of loving kindness? Life has become a maelstrom in which speed and accomplishment, consumption and productivity have become the most valued human commodities. In the trance of overwork, we take everything for granted. We do not have time to savour this life, nor to care deeply and gently for ourselves, our loved ones, or our world. Rather, with increasing haste, we use them all up and throw them away. How have we allowed this to happen? How did we get so terribly lost in a world saturated with striving and grasping, yet somehow bereft of joy and delight? I suggest that it's this, we have forgotten the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath is a spiritual precept in many of the world's spiritual traditions. Sabbath time, can be a revolutionary challenge to the violence of overwork, mindless accumulation, and the endless multiplication of desires, responsibilities, and accomplishments. Sabbath is a way of being in time where we remember who we are, remember what we know, and taste the gifts of spirit and eternity. Sabbath is more than the absence of work. It is not just a day off when we catch up on television or errands. It is the presence of something that arises when we consecrate a period of time to listen to what is most deeply beautiful, nourishing or true. It is time consecrated with our attention, our mindfulness, Honouring those quiet forces of grace or spirit that sustain and heal us. I invoke the Sabbath for its proven wisdom over the ages. 
but I also call on the authority that still clings to its name. While many of us are terribly wary, we have come to associate tremendous guilt and shame with taking time to rest. Sabbath gives us permission. Indeed, it commands us to stop. The wisdom of Sabbath time is that at a prescribed moment, it is time for activity to cease. We cannot wait until we are finished because we are never finished. We cannot wait until we have everything we need because the mind is seduced by endlessly multiplying desires. We cannot wait until things slow down because the world is moving faster and faster and we cannot be left behind. There are always a million good reasons to keep on going and never a good enough reason to stop. If we forget to rest, we will work too hard and forget our more tender mercies, forget those we love and our natural wonder. God says, please don't. It's a, it's a waste of a tremendous gift I have given you. So I give you this commandment, remember to rest. This is not a lifestyle suggestion, but a commandment, just as important as not stealing, not murdering or not lying. Remember to play and bless and make love. And remember to take comfort easy and long in this gift of sacred rest. Thank you, Chloe, for bringing us those words from Wayne Muller. Again, don't forget all the text is on the website and uh, that whole book, The Sabbath by Wayne Muller is, is one worth reading. So it's time for us to sing once again. This is one of our longer hymns, uh, Moods of Summer. Now I admit I chose this a bit earlier in the week when the weather was a bit more summery than it is now. And also I wanted to mention that I was thinking of Mary Oliver's famous poem, The Summer Day, with those closing lines that will be familiar to many. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I've been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? For me, this hymn, Moods of Summer, evokes at least a little of that spirit. So I think we can take it as an invitation to be idle and blessed at least once in a while, to pay attention to what is beautiful and good in life. What else should we do? So feel free to join in singing. Or as usual, if you like, you can just listen along to the Unitarian Music Society.
just a few brief announcements now. Um, thanks to Maria for her first outing as co-host this morning. Thank you very much. Thanks to Janine for being so very diligent in Zoom support week round, year round. Thanks to Harold and Chloe for doing magnificent jobs with difficult readings this morning. And thanks to Abby and Peter for our lovely music. I want to take a moment now to remind you that this church, this community, very much has a life beyond Sunday mornings on Zoom. We are collectively going through pretty rough times. Many of us might feel worn out and weary. So let's remember that we can be a source of mutual support. We might think to check in with each other during the week with a text or an email. We might want to pop along to the online coffee morning or one of the other regular gatherings to connect with others. If you're relatively new to the congregation, these small groups are a particularly good way to get to know us, to have conversations about the things that matter most in life, or often just to have a laugh, as anyone who comes to the coffee morning will know. As I say, there are a number of opportunities to hang out and have a chat in the week ahead. Coffee mornings at half ten on Tuesday, always excellent conversation, often quite quirky conversation and newcomers are welcome. Heart and Soul, which is our contemplative spiritual gathering, this week is on the in-between. Got a couple of spaces left tonight at seven and I could possibly squeeze someone in at Friday too. If you've never been before, it's not too late to start. These are real community building spaces where we can reflect together on all the ups and downs of life and share our collective wisdom such as it is. And next Saturday, the Green Spirit Group are holding a Lamas picnic in Kensington Gardens, an in-person event. There are details of all these activities in the weekly email. Um, and don't forget, you can drop us an email during the week to get in touch and say hello. There'll be virtual coffee time after the service if you want to stop and chat. If you can bear it, we like to take a group photo after the closing music and we'll be back on Zoom next week at 10 as usual. Feel free to share the link and the details with your trusted friends, including the link to the YouTube channel, because we've got over a year's worth of services up on there now. That's the end of the plugs. We've just got our closing words and our closing music to come. So once again, I invite you to share uh, to select gallery view so that we can all see each other for the benediction and to feel togetherness. Because the daily pressure of life weighs heavy on our minds and our bodies and our spirits, we need a time of Sabbath rest. Because the stresses of our culture often leave us feeling burdened and looking for hope, we need a time of Sabbath rest. Because rest and fun and leisure and naps help us cope and feel refreshed, we need a time of Sabbath rest because we think more clearly, love more freely and share more joyfully when we are well rested, we need a time of Sabbath rest. So in the week ahead, may we each recognise when we need to stop and care for ourselves. May we enjoy a Sabbath, even a mini Sabbath, as often as we need one. And may we rest without guilt so that we may live with more joy. Amen.